0: Just when you thought college football was coming to a close after Michigan wins the national title, we have chaos in college football with the GOAT stepping down. As always, I'm Cheeto and with me is Keegan and welcome back to another episode of Dogs Off the Leash. I do
1: it for the dogs. Wow,
0: it's been a crazy week. I think it's kind of cool, like how all of it kind of is connected in this weird type of way, right? R- Michigan beats Washington. You know, you have the scandal. A lot of people kind of upset that Michigan won because they cheated. Florida State's getting all these punishments now for their recruitment of Amarius Amer- Mims. And Nick Saban. Dude, when you texted me Nick Saban is hanging it up, I really thought you were lying. I thought you were – I was just like, well, I, I hadn't heard anything. I was like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? What you, like, it felt like – I don't know. It's kind of conflicting, right? Like, great coach, but one who's been an hour away. So it's just really torn type of vibe.
1: Yeah, I texted you the second I saw the headline and – it's a surprise, and at the same time, it makes a lot of sense. The dude is in his 70s. How many coaches, realistically, ever coach that long? Just in any any sport in the 70s is kind of more of an oddity, no matter what the sport is. So, it was this time he felt like he couldn't give it his true all of what he wanted to, and hats off to him for admitting it and seemingly being at peace with, you know, hey, I had to make a decision. I know what I want to bring to the table. You know, a lot of people don't do that. And I think it's smart for him. Like, there's a lot of quotes and things that have resurfaced now about the legacy he wanted to build coming to Alabama. And he was saying, you know, if I could win a national championship there, It would be kind of unique because not a lot of coaches have won multiple national championships at different schools. So to me, that makes me think that he's the kind of guy that while he'll, you know, say the right thing, he also has a little bit of the pride factor and wanting to, you know, achieve certain things and have a certain narrative and college football is changing drastically. We got Lots of, you know, things with the NIL, the transfer portal, just everything that we're aware of, the the kind of stuff that stresses us out. Like just what this week we had a guy transfer in, supposedly the Maeva guy, and then he flips out. So all to say it's just like a headache, this new era of college football. And he's also feeling how he's feeling, feeling like he might not be able to give what he's been able to give all these years when he's been so successful. So I think all that just made the decision, you know, that much easier for him to make. And if, if he's someone who's as conscious about legacies as he seems to be, I think it makes a lot of sense for him to, you know, why, why risk tarnishing that in this new age when you don't have the energy to take all that on necessarily. Like I get it.
0: Yeah. And, and this is not, it's not just because it's Alabama. This it's not just any other coach, right? This is this is Nick Saban. He has established himself as the goat of all goats. Up there with the Bear Bryants, with the Steve Spurriers, the Urban Myers, the Pete Carrolls, the Joe Paternos. And that's kind of like my era. So like for you old heads who may be listening, I know there's a lot more very prominent coaches, but Bobby Bobby, Bobby Bowden. Like there, there are plenty of like those championship like historic figures in college football and this is just one who's just been doing it for so long and we knew and we knew this was going to come to an end we we knew it but for it to actually happen and for it not and for it to have happened on a year that he didn't get to go out on top I think a lot of people figured he was going to ride off into the sunset type situation grab that championship and and peel out you know kind of pull a Peyton Manning or it happens in a bunch of sports but Didn't happen in this situation. And I think with what you're saying, the climate of college football is changing, is changing drastically. I don't think he liked it. I don't think a lot of coaches like it because it's kind of taken away from what a lot of us love about college football, especially when you take pride in recruiting and building a roster. This this new era of college football deteriorates that I'm not saying that's the direct reason why you have Michigan and some of these other programs, you know, in the season, the way they did versus an sec roster like Alabama or Georgia, like I think it, especially when you look at Georgia, if we wouldn't have lost some of these players, I think we would have been a much better team, especially with the depth and the injuries, but this is the new college football. So it's a thing. So I, I kind of, I get it. And I just want to give flowers to Nick Saban. Cause as much as I hate Alabama only because they, like we've wanted to be them for so long and they've been in our way. It's a lot of respect that goes out to Nick Saban and what he's done at Alabama. So that's kind of where I stand on it.
1: Yeah. He did it the right way. he, You know, rubbed many people the wrong way because he's kind of can kind of be like a son of a bitch sometimes with his just his prowess on the sideline. How he can kind of come off cold to people, but you know that's not a knock on him. We all have our personalities, and you take the good with the bad. And as far as his ability as a football coach, you know, there's really not that many other other guys. We saw another goat. Bill Belichick, you know, also kind of step away from his, he's not, he might not be completely retired, but he, you know, stepped away from a legacy building thing where in this modern era, he's kind of the goat of the pro game.
0: Yeah. From the franchise that made him one of the goats.
1: Exactly. So it's kind of this parallel and how unique is it that they actually coached together when they were kind of coming up and they were both hot shit. And Bill Belichick was the coach of, I think it was the Browns. Cleveland and you know he brought in Nick Saban to be a DC but he said at the time you know Nick Saban was so sharp then he was learning from him so Nick Saban's always had the the wherewithal and he's kind of been known as as someone who's just the the real deal Holyfield like he's off he's got the intellect he's got the charm he's he's got the competitive prowess, you know, he used, he used to play, he was a defensive back. So he he's a, a defensive mastermind uh, out of this world recruiter. I mean, I think they said he had more number one draft picks than total losses or something like that. <laughs> Some crazy statistic. I mean, when you got three times as many number one draft picks or first round draft picks, that is as the next coach, you know, I mean that, he, I think that's a big part of why he was successful because people were just drawn to his passion. I would say, above all, like he had a, a, I think the standard was driven by the passion, his love for the game. And that's something, you know, it sucks that Georgia had to oftentimes come at the, uh, on the other end of that passion. But, you know, hat, hats off for just being relentless. You know, he had that drive that, Michael Jordan had that a tiger woods have just any, any elite champion that is, that we know and revere. There's something just about that competitor spirit. Nick Saban had it. So that's just like my thing on that. And then, you know, ever since the news broke, man, like I've just been like a hawk. I'm not going to lie. Like I just wanted to know, like I've been following this so closely. My first go-to thought who I said, you know, I've been telling my Bama friends my Bama fan friends, you know, I, if it were me, because, you know, he's in his 70s, so we'd already talked about when he does retire. Gosh, if it were me, I'd go call Dan Lanning. Well, who who other than Dan Lanning is the first guy to kind of make the media splash, you know, the betting odds or whatever. Everyone's kind of speculating. He comes out, makes an announcement in this hype video, uses the chance to kind of – uh get get maybe some some movement and some traction his way since he's already getting the attention saying hey i'm the grass is maybe greener but I, it's, it's really damn green and you eugene he's even acting all hard smoking a cigar at the end of the video like oh like i'm like man this dude dad landon's he's he's on another he's on another tilt. He he's wilding out there and eugene <laughs> You know, weeds legal out there. I don't know what he's on these days, but anyway, he he's just blowing blunts in the camera. <laughs> I, I don't know what they're doing out there, but I mean, hey, you can watch the video. He, he, I'm not blowing smoke about him blowing smoke. So anyway, that did occur, and then you know, Steve. It was like everyone they mentioned used this opportunity to like be like a high school recruit, like put on the hat. <laughs> they had the Bama hat on the table. And they had like yeah.
0: And, and that's a, that's a thing that's going on right now, because what, what you'll notice is, and we'll talk about who Alabama eventually hired and kind of his resume there, the names, the names on the, the front runners list, right? You mentioned Dan Lanning, uh, kind of easy transition. You can see that really easy. There was Mike Norvell, Florida State, Dabo Swinney, who a lot of people have been talking about for years. Before, he kind of had some down years at Clemson that he was really teed up to be the guy. And then maybe a long shot, a lot of people you know, thought Deion Sanders. But the one thing in common is this uh, Jimmy Sexton, the agent guy, right, <laughs> who is also the agent of the guy who landed there. So essentially what this uh, Sexton guy did is got all of his coaches who are on that list. I don't know if Lane Kiffin's a, a, a client of his. But pretty much got restructured extensions or you know some like perks right like when your job's like calling for he's like oh we gotta we gotta pay him and then still gets one of his clients in there so those were kind of like the the short list of people who were gonna be there and then me i thought because i can't remember who it was there was some past player bo scarborough was going saying something on twitter about no one's gonna see this coming or, or whatever like this shock value i'm thinking Honestly, I was thinking like a, a, an Urban Meyer coming out of retirement or a Bill Belichick or something like that. That would have been like a big splash, proven champions at whatever level. And I was kind of worried about that. And then, you know, there were some Bama fans that were convinced that Kirby was going to go. Like, why would Kirby literally make a lateral move when he has the exact same thing going on at Georgia, at his, where he's an alum, he has all the resources, and he is the next Saban at his school. Makes absolutely no sense. And then yeah. the one, the one horse I was worried about, that I'm so glad didn't go. That Glenn Schumann, Glenn, <laughs> y'all, if y'all don't know, Alabama fans, Georgia fans, whatever, this guy, I, I really think he's he's gonna be something special when it's his turn. I'm glad it's not now, but um, those are kind of the coaches' names that were floating around out there before they ultimately decided on the coach.
1: Yeah, and and I, <laughs> the thing I kept hearing was also. Lane Kiffin was a guy that a lot of Bama fans really kind of wanted. Like, now, in the I guess the rumors or the, the news is or what the speculation is that him in the front office, just because he was kind of going through one of his phases of immaturity, the dude started coaching way too young, and he honestly just has this kind of childish. He's John still trolling Gruden. on the
0: internet right now. He's got like
1: he's a deep. John Gruden like kind of personality. So, you know, he's, he's, funny, bro. he's bound to get in trouble with that mouth. You know, he's just like the class clown kind of guy. So take, you take that or leave it, but either way, you know, word on the street is he had rubbed some Bama uppers, uh, people in the, you know, the program or pre- presidents who, I don't know who have you, but either way there was maybe not like the best bridges. I, that's just like the rumor. I don't know how much of that's true, but then, on the street level, them fans, a lot of them really wanted Lane Kiffin. Like they really did. I'd say Lane Kiffin is what I was hearing. I would just, you know, read these message boards, see what people are talking about. And that was really the the one name that I kept seeing. People would say start, but the way they would frame it a lot and I'm talking about you know 50 people I saw frame it like this is like, oh you you gotta call Kirby because you gotta, he's. You gotta make him say no. That was the thing they kept on saying. So they had their list of people you gotta make say no. So ridiculous, in this say no philosophy, yeah, a waste so, of a
0: phone call. Don't waste your minutes. And then <laughs> after all that,
1: after that, they're like, okay, fine, we'll take Mike Norville. We'll take, we'll take Mike. Exactly. Uh, you know, he's pretty good. It's not who we wanted. You know, he's like third on the list. That didn't work out. Not granted, Nick Saban was not the first hire when he, you know, the first pick on the list, when he got hired, for those who remember, I, I kind of forgot this, but I was reminded it was actually Rich Rodriguez. I think it was with Louisville at the time. And they were trying to bring him in, and or West Virginia maybe. I think it was West Virginia. But either way, they couldn't bring it. He didn't want to come. He didn't want to go to Bama. He's like, no, thank you. And then they end up getting Nick Saban after he famously – I was like I don't know why y'all keep asking me about this when he was the Miami Dolphins coach. I'm not going to Bama. I'm not gonna be Bama's coach. Two days later, <laughs> like you know, he's Bama's coach. The rest is history. He's the guy.
0: Money talks, man. Yeah, yeah so- and and it worked out for him in that situation. Don't don't know if that's gonna work for them here, but I think he's a quality coach. We haven't even said his name yet, but Chris Lowe. It sounds like they're working on the contract right now. It's pretty much out, but yeah, Alabama is set to hire Kalen DeBoer from Washington, and we saw him recently. In the loss to Michigan, um, obviously, I think he's more known for his offensive prowess. Michael Penix Jr. They went fourteen and one, won the Pac-12 this year. The dude has had a lot of recent success. And Keegan, I know that you wanted to talk about his um, his resume because we we want to be real about this coaching hire. Um, if I can give just my opinion, then you kind of run through his resume. I, to be honest, I would say <clears throat> from right now, he again recent success, but he's had it uh not been a head coach for long knows the game though he hasn't recruited this area. this area but I would say overall he's probably a 7.5 out of 10 if I had to grade and that's because he wasn't the first second or third choice not the sexy splash hire but a, a quality coach in the making I, I think on his way to being a really serious coach I just don't think he's quite there yet and with the way recruiting is changing right now drastically in college football He's got to deal with the boosters at Alabama. NIL. This is a re- this is a really changing scene, and I think that may cause him to struggle. Yeah, he's had success other places, but he's he's swimming with the sharks now. This is SEC football at a, a school like Alabama, who they're trying to act like they're going to be patient with him. That's that's easier. It's easier said than done. So we're gonna see because right now it's looking like Georgia, who's already been ascending. Let's let's keep it a bean already been ascending i think right now this is george's opportunity to go on a run opportunity for texas to go on a run even lsu if they can get right a lot somebody's got to fill that void you know somebody's got to get those championships that nick saban undoubtedly would have won you know had he been a few years younger and still grinded so like that's that's what we're dealing with right now a a void that's a vacuum that somebody's gonna have to fill so but keegan yeah the resume i
1: feel that and you know it it's changing for everyone. So, whoever steps in, even if it was saving coming back, it's just going to be a little bit different this next year. So, everyone sure. Going,
0: but to be established, I think, is a nice place to be when for, everything's changing around you. For sure. I, I,
1: so I think this is pretty much the best hire they could have made. And honestly, even though I said what I said about Dan Lanning, if I had to just pick any active coach who wasn't Kirby Smart. I might have even picked this guy over Dabo potentially just because of his openness
0: definitely over Dabo to the transfer
1: sure. portal, how he's using that. I mean, I think Dabo is probably a pretty damn good coach, but I just he don't is. know.
0: But he's chosen to be stubborn in this new area era of change. Right. And while I get it morally do great for you, Dabo for sticking to your guns, you're not benefiting your team or your university doing that, that willingness to like, n- to at least try, you know what I'm saying? Address areas of need on the roster, do different things. He's not he's not shown a willingness to do that, and that's going to hinder him.
1: Yeah, and I think they want to get someone kind of like in their prime. is just, a, I think, a little bit older than Kalen is. And with that, you know, just a quick little background on him. He's from uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. That's where he ended up. I think that's right
0: yeah that's where we went to school it's um i wanted to make a yellowstone joke because i'm watching the series right now it's a little oh, bit yeah. further yeah dude it's uh season three we've we been to turn oh, okay. up me and the old lady started it but uh yeah so not close enough but maybe you can talk to some bama people about yellowstone maybe they'll accept him off of that <laughs> <laughs> i don't know
1: <laughs> there's an end. apparently it gets like in the negative cold so anybody who, you know he seems to have a, a pretty warm personality definitely going to be a lot more personable one on one, more more like a Kirby Lean as far as how he bros out. He's I like that that kind of coach. So honestly, as an opposing fan base, he'll I think he'll be a little bit more digestible, uh, whether we like that or not. Sometimes that kind of sucks. Sometimes that means you do good at recruiting. So For sure. with that, I do I do kind of like him. Uh, he he has kind of an aura to him, and I would say the dude is a hundred and four and twelve. So he. He has been coaching for a hot minute. He got his first start after he got upgraded, kind of taking over a protege at Sioux Sioux Falls. And then I think they only lost uh, – actually, they had three undefeated seasons, 06, 08, 09, and two one-loss seasons in 07 – and his uh, Washington 23 team that just lost in the championship. Yeah,
0: head coach at Sweet, uh, Sioux Falls 2005-2009. That is a D2 team in the NAIA. So, right. again, not stiff competition, but also not the same caliber of player in, in his defense, right? So this is a different level from some a lot of his wins, but he's shown that he can win at each level, right? Pac-12, got to Washington. Before that, Fresno State. In 2020, 2020, I believe.
1: Yeah, and and so just you know wrapping that up, it's like he's really just won everywhere, and that's you know got to be encouraging for all the Bama fans in general. But I would just say, you know, the biggest things he's going to be facing overall is just for one roster retention. Immediately, he's got to he's got to keep the guys on this roster. I think he, he will probably do a pretty good job of that, considering. Maybe they lose a few guys, but overall, I think they can they can probably hold on, but we'll, we'll see. It could be a culture shock. I'm not sure. Nick Saban is reported to kind of be involved overseeing some of this. He probably okayed this hire, I would assume. It sounds like he's involved, so that's kind of cool for –
0: That's good for them.
1: And the fans, yeah. But, I mean they're giving him a 10 year hundred million dollar deal so I' right, so you
0: know the numbers yet that's why yeah yeah so they think this is a sure
1: thing they're paying him Kirby smart numbers so like the dude is legit his his resume speaks for itself he's a damn he's a damn good coach I would say but we have seen and he might be the exception not the rule so I'll caveat that but we have seen so many guys that are good coaches come to this league and not do well because it takes more than being a good coach to do well. Absolutely, Dan Mullen is a great coach. He's a great QB developer. He didn't recruit that well. He had, to, you know, he had to say bye bye. Like there, you don't get in the SEC as a head coach if you're not a good coach. So he might be one of the better coaches one of the best coaches. I mean, let's just say he's the, the best. Give him, give him all the money on the table. Let's say he's the best in on the field. Uh, You know, X's and O's guy, period. Let's just say, let, let's just give him that. Let's pretend that's true. If that's true, Washington recruited just 46th in the nation, according to rivals for the 2024 class. So, If he meets Bama in the middle, they're only going to be recruiting 20th. He's at the University of Alabama. They've had their shine. Nick Saban took a a brand that had kind of fallen by the wayside after those Bear Bryant years of a lot of mediocrity. He brought them back to prominence, brought Tuscaloosa to prominence. But how long until that wears off? Right now, I say Kirby with continuity – and, you know, the namesake, being a dude from the South, even if even if Buddy's, like, a cool guy and he's not going to just completely drop the ball in a personality sense, he's likable. You know, people are flocking to him. There's something about Kirby Smart now. Like, Nick Saban was essentially two Kirby Smarts with his legacy and his prowess, just what people thought of him. Like, he's a legend, right? So when he walks into your living room, it's like two Kirby Smarts walking in there. Now there's no other Nick Saban. So as good as this coach is until he kind of puts that on, you know, he does it here at Bama. I do I do like where Georgia is and it's all about taking advantage of your window. That's why they knew they had to make this hire so quick. So like I think it's a great hire overall, I really do. I think they they've made a lot of the right moves, but there are some real things he's going to have to face and some histories he's going to have to overcome as far as dudes like Brian Harson, even a guy we kind of like at Florida. There's a lot of dudes who are good coaches that come to this league and struggle.
0: Yeah, and you said they had to react quickly, and it's and it's spot on because as we speak, the University of Georgia coaches have covered the state of Georgia today. They're posting pics all over Twitter and whatnot, talking about visiting all these high schools. They're on it. I'm not sure if it's the deadline's about to start or the deadline just finished in the, the most recent dead period. Uh, but they're they're recruiting at a high level, and they and Alabama knows you have to get a face in the program to try to retain these guys. Isaiah Bonds already in the transfer portal, um, and as far as the future goes, he's an offensive guy, so I expect Georgia to either keep their big defensive players in state or those one and twos. Oh, I want to go about Alabama or Georgia. Like this is this is the defensive school now, because not only. Has Al- Nick Saban and Alabama gotten away a little bit in NIL because a kid can take a, a decrease, like 80 cents on the dollar, to go play at Alabama, right? Knowing that they're going to get developed, have a chance to win a national championship, and then go to the NFL. They're, they don't have that anymore. They don't have that cachet of just Nick Saban and show all the rings. This new coach has got to establish his own thing. Alabama is still its brand, but this is different. Kids aren't just going to take a little pay cut to go play over there, so it's it's going to be a lot different for them. I do think if two in two three years, if they'll be patient, they can hang in the and well, it's not East or West anymore. If they can make the playoffs consistently, sure, but catch one year, two years that they're not making the playoffs. Uh, I'm I'm of the mindset, just like uh, Steve Spur has been saying in the media, you never ever want to be the guy after the guy. It's not just about being a good coach; it's about filling those shoes and that is a tough thing to do. Alabama can go 10 and 2, 11 and 1, maybe not make the semis of this new playoff structure and he's going to catch flack. And again, it's going to be tough because Georgia is ascending, other programs have not been too far behind Alabama as of late. Alabama hasn't won a national championship in about 3 years. So, he's going to have to get them back to at least that and then go further after a certain time. And if it's a 10-year window, we'll see, but um I really think this guy, I don't let's see it first. But my money would be on him lasting three, four years, and then maybe them getting a Schumann-type character, which we'll see how it works out. I wish him the best, but this is a changing landscape, and that's going to make the job even tougher than it was before.
1: Yeah, and I think he – I honestly think this could work out for them. I think if anyone is going to take this on, he's the better guy to do it. All the guys that turned down the job are kind of starting to feel their prominence in the sport and just their – you know kind of the peak of their success in their career while it was at lower levels the dude has coached up several teams two championships has a lot of head coach experience way more than any of the other guys so he's probably i don't got- know
0: about a lot remember he's only he was at sioux falls from 2005 to 2009 fresno state for one year washington for one year he's only been he only been coached for seven years and not at the d1 level
1: he, he coached at washington two years right this this I believe so. I want to say I think is he I think he went this year in,
0: and last year.
1: Yeah, I think he went twenty. Okay, okay. In,
0: excuse me on that. Excuse me on that. So but that's at the D one level three years.
1: At the D one level three years, right? But that said, he's still got a lot of head coach experience. He's got
0: he's got enough. Let's not call it a ton, but he's got enough.
1: He's got more than the other guys that were mentioned for for sure head coach experience if you add it up like he's more seasoned he's he's a little older than kirby
0: i think so, he's one year older than kirby i think i saw yeah. that today
1: yeah so i'm just saying comparatively they got a guy who probably feels like he could step up i don't think he's probably as daunted by this he's like no that's... he
0: shouldn't yeah it shouldn't be such a yeah, yeah
1: he's yeah. more ready for that leap in his career to go to the pinnacle All, everyone else that was mentioned is at more the more of a pinnacle place, and the one who maybe Washington and Oregon are kind of on par, but Oregon's got that Nike money for one. And then for so better for NIL, complete probably the best for NIL, maybe outside of Miami and then or Texas. And then also, Dan Lanning's kind of younger, so he's not. He, do, do I want to follow the go? I'm just getting a good thing started, and my first head coaching. Game.
0: No, 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 yeah, I, I wouldn't and at I, Oregon. I, I,
1: I just – it's all about how you ride it. Dabo could not ride his just former years of Clemson, even though for this whole long time it's been Dabo, Dabo, Dabo. Fans literally were chanting at the Nick Saban statue, anyone but Dabo. So, like, it's all about rolling it in. Like, Kalen DeBoer, his stock's up. You know, he just coached – Big time, big time. And narrative is a big part of it, yeah. Yeah, so, like, I I feel like Dan Lanning, he just – Oh, the two best defenses in the history of all defenses. You know, I'm the, I coached them, you know, like he got Oregon as, as one of the younger guys. So uh, that's a big time job for someone like Dan Lanning. I think he's honoring that respects it, appreciates the investment, loves it in Eugene. So all these guys, I think it really could work out for Bama. I think this could be a, a big time
0: win, but. And you know, what's going to be fun. September 28th, we, we oh, get man. to see it. We get yeah. to see it sh- right away. I was excited when Saban's here, but now this is going to be a huge storyline. And honestly, I think a dub for us. This one's this one's looking like a big dub it, in Tuscaloosa, new coach. Because uh, let's let's just kind of keep it just really clear, clear cut. The system he's going to bring is going to be much different than what Jalen Jalen Milroe is going to be able to run, right? If we're just looking at now, if he's a smart coach, he'll adapt for sure. But if Jalen Milrow doesn't leave. You know, what quarterbacks on the roster is going to feel what he's looking for. It's going to take time, Alabama fans. It's not a knock, but I do like this game in Tuscaloosa a lot more with a new coach and with all this stuff. So we're going to see, but it makes both SEC favorites seasons a lot more interesting now, either way you slice it. So um, looking forward to it, man. Looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, and it's like how how do you project who he keeps, who he doesn't? I guess it'll be a matter of taste for him. But, like, you know, Alabama's not in a rebuild state. They just won an SEC championship. So how do you, like, start getting rid of guys that did that? Is Tommy Reese and him at odds? Like, philosophically, is Tommy Reese going to be, like, his protege? Is he, like, the offensive Kirby now? Mm,
0: I that's
1: thought, I, here's, like, like, pie in the sky – yeah, it's tough. Call it, call it a hot take, but I was like, wow, Tommy Reese is the protege. He does so well. Eventually, when Kirby retires after a few more national titles or more, we end up with another uh, coordinator from Bama. I don't know if that'll happen. But anyway, it's just interesting how things kind of play out. And with yeah. Nick Saban going, you know, Pete Carroll stepping down.
0: uh, It's a shift in football as just, a whole, man.
1: Just this week was very interesting. Yeah, so. yeah.
0: We're getting old, too, because, I mean, I, you know, when we hard, came in, we've we seen a lot of legends, you know, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Andrew Luck, I would have went down as one of them. So, like, it's it's been a big change of football, but not always for the worst. I, I hope I hope we can get a grasp on college football and what it's turning into. But um, I think the change is good, but we'll see. We'll see if it's good for Alabama or not. It feels good for Georgia right now. That, that much I can say confidently, uh, that much I can say.
1: I think the recruiting edge is immediate. Like, the on-field edge, I mean, the dude's in the prime of his coaching career. If anything, Bama might have got a boost as far as seeing a coach on the field. But the thing is, is, like, it took time for Todd Munkin to develop at Georgia. It just takes time when you bring in new systems. It does. Struggled with uh, Coley. Wasn't that right? Was it Coley? Yeah, Coley was one. Yeah. So, I mean, just, like – Schottenheimer. It can – yeah, I know. It just yikes even if they're decent or really good, it, it just throws things off. I do think he'll probably be smarter than to just throw a bunch of jargon at people day one. But yeah, I, I like the hire. But it's SEC football, and they just recruited Washington. That is forty sixth in the nation. So as good as I really do like the hire, he immediately has some things. I'm like, yeah. okay. If and you then can throw in Texas tested, and Oklahoma
0: too, dude. It, this is this is this is different. Not just being Alabama, you got to deal with two more powerhouses, right? So the tier, the teams that are usually like, let's say Mississippi State, right? Maybe they're like almost average one year. <laughs> you just got pushed down. You know what I mean? Like that. that's, that's how much this league has just changed. It's going to be harder just to stand out, just be elite. Everybody could, the top four teams could be 10 and 2. Or something and like that, right?
1: Mind you, speaking of teams trending, Auburn's getting better. And that's what I'm just, saying. They barely lost in this last year. That's so what I'm I, saying, man. Like if you if you even if you're doing well making the playoffs, if you're losing to Auburn every year, exactly. Dude, Bama Auburn fans and Georgia. Foiled. Oh my god. That's what I'm
0: saying. Auburn and Georgia, and then pick a Oklahoma or a Texas year or LSU, it can happen that quick, man. That's that's what I'm saying. And Nick Saban is worth three points on the spread. <laughs> I believe he's worth at least three on the spread. So, I mean, bro, yeah, that's a lot of I, games. That's two more games. Down, honestly,
1: like yeah, if at you, least
0: let's keep it a bean bro. I'm if, telling you for real. Like, so, so, uh, so that's that what I, we got right now. And it's not even official yet, but they're working out the contract. So, Hopefully this goes through, but we wanted to touch <laughs> touch base with you guys and get on this podcast real quick. Uh, you know, especially with the off season. This will be the first first episode of a uh, season. We'll go ahead and call this season seven, bro. Hey, hey, Yeah, bro, yeah.
1: I was I was looking at Tennessee fans posting the new Bama coach and it was Butch Jones and Bama Gibbs. <laughs> yeah, I've seen I was, that too. I man. was enjoying all the memes there and talked about. Yeah. So oh, my enjoying all that. But yeah, shout out to the GOAT. Like it sucked losing to him, but hey, that's just how greatness is. So hopefully Absolutely. Kirby can be in that conversation. This can be his time. I do not, I do not anticipate Kirby lasting anywhere near as long as Nick. I just don't. But I do think we might have at least another, I don't know, five to 10.
0: I'll take, I'll take, I'll take, yeah, 710. I think I think he can make a, a hall of fame career in seven to ten, especially now that the goats out the way. I just
1: Well, how about the Falcons need a new coach? And a lot of these, like
0: just you know how the don't beat. make me talk about the Falcons, man. But they're
1: like, oh, you know, they Kirby could stay in Georgia, but he could go to the pro These Falcons
0: fans are just oh, as delusional as the Alabama fans. Listen, it's not happening. Kirby's not going nowhere. He's good where he's at. He's winning. Where is that? This is well, he's going to retire here if he chooses to. And I would, I would choose to.
1: I mean, I think he will just because he's all about that legacy himself. But like, there's a lot of people that think Belichick might end up being a Falcons coach. Now that would be dope. That it would and be. The defense dope, is already but,
0: good. So that would but, be sick.
1: And they keep the GM who's actually kind of been trending things better. I like that. So. Me too. Yeah, that could be that could be interesting.
0: All right, well, that's all that's all we got for right now. So we're we're gonna try to if there's any other breaking news, we'll try to hop on here. We got re- the regular recruiting day coming up soon, and then the Super Bowl. So we will touch base with you guys as these NFL playoffs get going. Should we talk about fantasy real quick? Do and, I need to? And, and I need to tell everybody we got a new fantasy champion
1: in here. We gotta we gotta we gotta got crown the commissioner himself.
0: My first, my first dub His in our league, dub. so I'm I'm happy about it. It was hard fought. Shout out T Pain. T Pain had a 16 this year, put up a big fight. So, uh, yeah, shout out Fantasy Island. Good year, and, good year. And I,
1: and I also will just admit that I did not read the fine print and <laughs> lost throughout the losers bracket and ended up last, <laughs> even though I had double of some wins and many more. For those
0: of you out of here, tell them. this man. The regular season just gets your position into the playoffs. If you go to sleep in the playoffs and the app puts you in last place, you are last place. Mm. That's all there is to it. Better luck next year. And you hit me with that loser speed whenever you get a chance, Keegan. It's (laughs) it's all all love, man. I appreciate you taking time. Dog Nation, it's been a blast. College football is changing, but we're going to try to enjoy it. And I guarantee you this is good for the University of Georgia. So you guys stay tuned. As always, like and subscribe wherever you guys listen. Apple Podcast, Spotify, and as always, guys, you know what it is. Off the leash. Off the leash. I
1: do it for the dogs.
0: Do it for the dogs. Do it for the dogs. I do it for the dogs.